Hello and welcome into the Non-Negotiable Podcast. I'm Gavin and I'm here tonight with Justin. How are you doing, Jazz? I'm good, yeah. And Pascal, how you doing, mate? Evening, Gav. I'm good. Good, good. Well, we're recording after a very entertaining 2-2 draw with Sporting, which we'll get into in a minute. But first for uh, this week's Who Am I game, because I know this is becoming a hit. So today we've got uh, a player that played for both the Arsenal and Fulham, our opponents at the weekend. So, who am I? I started my career with Servette, playing 26 league games. I then moved to Arsenal, where I played 64 times. I went from Arsenal to Milan on loan, where I played 14 times, and Everton on loan, where I played twice. I then moved permanently to Fulham, where I played 57 times. I then moved to Valencia, Aston Villa, Grasshoppers, Rangers, the Houston Dynamo, and Chiasso. Who am I? Any ideas, lads? Just I think I got it. Yep. Yeah, pass. I'm going to need more time. <laughs> All right. We'll play along the, the, the we'll home. Remember, we're going to post it to the socials. So uh, please go to the socials and uh, and stick your answer down there. And we'll come back to it at the end of the pod and, and see where we're at. All right, guys. Well, on to, uh, on to the main event. It was uh, a away day in the Europa League, which hopefully we won't have too many more of. But... It was uh, it was actually a really good game. I was saying to you guys halfway through the first half that it was a uh, one of the typical drab away performances in Europe, and and all of a sudden it exploded. So let's get into it. Uh, Pass. Let's start with a starting lineup. So Tierney and Erdegaard were both sick, so we knew that they were going to be out. Trossard, Eddie, and Jesus were injured. I think we pretty much nailed the starting lineup. Uh, except for Tierney being out, meant Zinchenko had to play. And, and I think we all kind of agreed that once Zinchenko played, it was probably the right time to bed in Kivior rather than playing Gabriel. I think had Tierney played, I think Gabriel would have played. Um, you see it that way, Pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did I did see it that way from a first, for, for the initial part of it, from when they announced the first team, that's exactly the way I was thinking of it. But then, funnily enough, um, uh, well, we can talk more about it throughout the game, but uh, it actually came to fruition that, that Gabriel was very much missed on that left-hand side, I think. Um, so, um, but yeah, it did it did make sense. I didn't see anything from it, from it that looked uh, of any notable surprise. I thought maybe Tommy Asu might start ahead of White, but... Um, but White only played half um, of the um, the game against Bournemouth, so it, it yeah. looked fine. You know what, Pass? You've you've brought that up, and I think we I think we will touch on that right now. Just that left hand side of our defence. Gabriel was asked to do two jobs. He plays left sided centre back, and he plays left back. That is a big ask for anyone, which is why I thought that um, why I thought that that Gabriel might actually play tonight. Do you think that this is just a question? Because Kivior, I mean, he wasn't terrible tonight by any means, but he, he was also noticeably not Gabriel. He's just going to need time to learn that position, right? Yeah, it is a big ask. And I think uh, Gabriel, he does it pretty well, um, all things considered. I know he 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 can have a mistake in him in some matches, but for the most part, he plays it really well considering... Um, Kivior, I've I've got I've got a lot of hope for, but I think it's going to be a a a decent adjustment period before he can do you know half of what Gabriel can do. Um, well, he's in a very different position. He's come from from Spezia um, to a team 
that looks to dominate the ball, looks to press high. And as we said, he plays in a position on a field that is he's probably got the most strain on it of any position in our team, other than probably the Partey role, because he is asked to cover two positions. Paz, is it a little bit is it a little bit unfair to judge him before he's really been here a good couple of months with that in mind? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think anyone could look at that game and, and go heavy on the guy. I mean, it was his first appearance uh, in a competitive game for us. Um, it wasn't a um, nothing game at all. It was an important um, Europa League game away from home. Um, so I, I wouldn't go in hard. And obviously, this is the first time he's gone into that back four. So, you know, we're talking about partnership between Saliba and Gabriel. That's X amount of games, a phenomenal amount of games. We've got Gabriel who's consistently played 50 plus games at the back for us. So, you know, you come on, you've got guys going in on his first game for the team. I wouldn't go hard on him at all. But it was just a notable, obs- it was something that was very notable throughout the game. Um, and I think, you know, Zinchenko is going to make loose passes. He's going to go into that midfield. He's going to be inverted. He's going to, there's going to be games where he'll do the odd loose pass. And then he's not in the position of left back. So Gabriel's position becomes even more important. So I think, you know, all of those things, I think will come with time. He's a young defender. Um, and, uh, I don't think it's anything to go hard on. I, I thought I, I, you know, Tommy Yasu will will revert to him later as well, but I think his addition as well was really important for the defensive side of things. Yeah, so let's start with a game and let's let's start at the beginning. Um, and it started a little bit shaky there. There's a there was a chance early on, Gonzalez for them. There was a long ball over the top, over the head of Jorginho. I'm not quite sure why Jorginho was the last man back, but he he did his running through treacle thing where he was like the running man, and uh, Saliba tried to get across and. It was it was well wide in the end, but it was a sign of what they were looking to do. We we were, you know, we had sixty percent possession again, but that one long ball over the top. It was uh, it was a tough start, wasn't it? Just there was it was a bit scrappy. Yeah, it was, and uh, I mean their their strategy was was obvious from the beginning, and um, they almost caught us out a few times with it. A little bit better finishing, and we could have been in some trouble. Um, I think, uh, you know, they're used to being a more possession heavy side in the in the uh, Premier League, you know, as one of the uh, the top teams. And I was really surprised that they uh, played as well as they did on the counter because um, it'd be something they wouldn't do that often, except for games against like, you know, Porto, Benfica, maybe Braga. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a little scrappy in, in in the beginning, and they had some good chances. If they had a, a a better goal scorer, we could have been hurting. Yeah, so we get to 21 minutes in, and we get the corner from the right-hand side, and Vieira swings it in. Saliba is completely unmarked, and funny enough, Kivio is actually unmarked right behind him too. And I, I think had Saliba not nodded it in, then, then Kivio would have nodded it in. <laughs> the... <laughs> There was a foul in there, and I don't think anyone's going to contest that by Zinchenko pass. Um, is there a new rule that I'm unaware of that you're allowed to grab an opponent around the waist and throw them Gro- Roman Greco wrestling style over your shoulder and suplex them into the floor? Did I miss something? Um, 
the, the way things have been going for us this season, uh, it's possible that that is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was definitely a foul, though, wasn't it? I mean, it it's... was definitely a foul. It was definitely a foul. It was, um, it it was usually um, something that would go against us. This was for the Saliba goal, right? For the goal, yeah, yeah. Zinchenko's yeah, yeah. It would be something that usually and... would go against us, um, knowing the way we are. But um, it, it it was definitely a foul. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't give that. Do you think it was? I mean, I a foul's a foul, whether it, they're involved in play or not. So I was, I, I, I was quite. I, I thought that was going to be taken away. Um, so I'm not sure what their reasoning was for that, but um, the way no. VRR has gone for us this season, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, they did. They did look at it, just and they looked at it for for quite a while. Do you, do you think they didn't give it just because? He wasn't getting there. I mean, it, it was one of those that would have been really annoying because it was a completely unnecessary foul. The guy wasn't mm. getting anywhere close to him. So, Juz, do you think that's why they didn't chalk it off? Yeah, it was kind of a weird one. Um, I just kind of looked at it as uh, a way of playing advantage, almost. Um, you know what I mean? Because we, we, we got the goal off it regardless. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, they, they had a good look at it, but uh, they decided to give it. So whatever, I'll 1-0, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I can't um, <clears throat> A lead lasted seven minutes. And it started with a shot from the edge of the area that was actually going wide. But obviously, Turner can't possibly know it's going wide. And he dives down to his left and tips it wide. And from the corner, they scored basically the same goal that we just scored. Um, from our point of view, I think there's questions to be asked of Matt Turner. He didn't come and he should have come. And he actually started to and then went back, which made it even worse. Yeah. There's questions to be asked of Kivior because he didn't even get off the ground. And then the optics are even worse on it because as he sees the guy coming in behind him, rather than trying to break a neck to get back, he ducks. It, it didn't look good past, did it? It didn't look good. Uh, the question is, was there a was there a call from Turner? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, if there was, then that's a, a real uh, lapse of uh, communication on that front. But um, if there wasn't one, then yeah, uh, I mean, you can't be doing that. That's the optics look really bad on that one. Um, Turner just looked a little bit, he, he he had that throughout the game, unfortunately, just lacked a bit of presence there. Uh, and taking, you know, what we see a lot of Ramsdale, yes, he'll make a mistake or two, but there's always a command of the box. There's always a decision to go. If he's going to go for that ball, he'll go wholeheartedly. It looked like he was in two minds about doing that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a bad goal to give away um, and uh, not one that will uh, will delight our uh, set piece um our uh, our uh, defensive um, setup for set pieces. Yeah, for sure. And, and Turner didn't he didn't have a great game tonight. There's there's no question about it. In uh, about five minutes later, though, he, he did actually make a really good save from Edwards, the right footed shot down at his near post, which he mm. which he got out, and that was really good. And then the only other real chance in that first half was just before the end. We had a corner that went over to the back post, and Ben White went down. He was on the goalkeeper and he went down. I don't think there was actually anything in that. Um, and Jacker gets the header at the back post and he heads it down. And there was a question about was it over the line, wasn't it? And it, it, it wasn't, but it, it was close, Chaz, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, nice header there by by Xhaka. Um I thought it was over at first. Uh, got pretty excited. But, you know, um, 
you like to see Jacques get in those positions because he is pretty tall, you know, compared to a, a lot of players. He's the tallest one in our midfield, at least. And, um, you know, he doesn't find himself in the box that often to uh, to head down chances. So uh, good attempt there by Xhaka. It was too bad it didn't cross the line. Yeah, we, we went to half time, and like I said, it was, it was a bit of a nothing half, really. I think 1 1, we had a lot of the ball, they had the better chances. I, I don't think anyone was complaining at 1 1 at half time. And even at that point, I'm thinking, let's just let's just get out of here with a draw, get back to the Emirates. That's that's fine. And the second half starts, and, and we look like we hadn't even come out of the changing room. I mean, immediately, Trincao puts in a cross, Turner punched it to the edge of the box, and then the midfielder following up, who I think he's the guy that's actually suspended for the second leg. Um, he got it all wrong and he hit it and he ended up looking like a looking like a back pass to Turner. And we go straight up the other end and Martinelli picks up the ball 15 yards inside of our half, beats a couple of players. The ball, it was very reminiscent of his goal against Chelsea, actually, because mm. there was a bit on the halfway line where I still don't understand how him and the ball got past the defender. And he probably should have taken it earlier rather than trying to go round the keeper past that touch as he tried to go round the keeper. It, it was just too heavy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. And he could have actually gone down earlier in that. Not that I would have expected him to or wanted him to, but he could have um, from the, um, what's his name? The uh, I think he's Japanese, uh, the, it, the one who got the yellow card. Yeah, he's the one. Matola? Was Sorry, it Matola? Just... Morita, I believe. Morita, yeah. Um, He dives in um, and he was already on a yellow. So not only would it have been a red, it probably would have been a straight. So he would have, I'm sure, been sent off for that. Um, But um, yeah, he just got a little bit excitable. I think he he just turned it a little bit too excited. He turned and then uh, shifted it onto his right foot and then it kind of ruined the angle for him. But it was a great run. Uh, it was kind of like that. It was, a, like you said, reminiscent of his one against Chelsea, but also a little bit like the George Weir one for Milan, where there's a yes. little bit in the centre circle. Yeah, when he it, goes the, yeah, when he when he went the whole length of the pitch, yeah, without, yeah, without really yeah, beating anybody. It was anybody, a bit but, like that in some, yeah. in, in some respects. But um, yeah, I couldn't fault him for that. He made that himself and he, he went for it. And, um, uh, you know, it, it was just, uh, I think he got a little bit excited towards the... Uh, the finish, uh, the um, the business end of that move. Yeah, and we'd, we'd started to turn the screw a little bit then, and I really thought we were about to take control. A couple of minutes later, Xhaka wins the ball really high up, like five yards outside the area. He gets it square to Vieira, and Vieira had a really good shot that went just past the post on the half volley. And I really, I really thought at that point we were gonna we were gonna take put him to the sword because straight away Zinchenko goes um Sinchenko goes down the line crosses over and Martinelli it was just a little bit too high for him and it just mm-hmm. went over the bar just at that point you're thinking all right we're we're kind of getting on top now aren't we yeah you know the the first half had a uh you know wasn't wasn't great in my opinion you know it was kind of kind of slow but man the second half really gets going you know and and there's that there's a lot of chances in the first what 20-25 minutes of the second half a lot of back and forth the game just kind of busts wide open and uh there was a until we made the subs just right Mm. yeah the subs definitely changed things um you know I wonder how much of it was just you know trying to manage minutes and get minutes into like, you know, uh, players like Smith Rowe and whatnot, uh, 
but yeah, it did. It, it slowed our, our, excuse me, it slowed our momentum for sure. Well, I think it slowed theirs too, though, because we'll we'll go on this chronologically because we're we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Because immediately after that, they break away down the right, brilliant cross into the box. That I mean, I I didn't see any way it wasn't going in, and Saliba managed to stick out a leg and and clear it. And then from that, they then get the ball recycled at the edge of the box. Edwards dinks a lovely ball ball over the guy has a shot. Turner pushes it out straight at the feet of Paulinho. Paulinho scores. It Paz, that bit was against the runner play, but it it wasn't a shock, was it? No, it wasn't a shock. They did look threatening. There was a lot of space uh, on their right hand side to our left defensively. Um, they were seeming to find uh, they they were looking a lot to that side. And as as we just spoke about at the beginning of spoke about at the beginning of the. Uh, the pod that uh, that was an area they were exploiting. I guess a lot of the time Zinchenko was not in position. Kivio was not covering as much. They found a lot of space there, and lo and behold, that's that's uh, how how it came about. But um, yeah, it, it, it did seem like one of those that if we were caught in possession, they could exploit. Um, and that's exactly what they did. Um, and uh, I was actually, after that goal, was worried about them getting a third, to be honest. Even though I always felt there was a goal from us in this, I was, <clears throat> I also thought there was another in them as well. So, um, which actually came straight after that goal. I think Paulinho had an absolute great chance to make it three. But um, yeah, so it, it didn't come as a massive shock considering the space they were getting. No, like you said, that that Paulinho one was was like I think like three minutes after the goal, and it was just a long ball, straight long ball out from the back, and again he went clean through, and it was it was a poor miss. Um, he really should have done better with that. And two minutes later, we're back up the other end. Saka wins the ball up high again. Great tackle, gets it to Xhaka. Xhaka is crossing. I think he's looking for Martinelli, but there was a lot of pace on that cross. I don't know what Martinelli was going to be doing with it because he was about three yards away and it was arrowed but the defender stuck his foot out first and and it just it just flicks into the corner they went to a VAR check to see if there was a foul by Saka but no chance right just no yeah yeah I don't I don't think there was any chance um yeah good place was at Old Trafford I I agree though that was uh that was that was never going to get to Martinelli, so it was really uh, advantageous by us, and uh, you know, just bad luck all around for uh, Morita there. Yeah, it, it it was, and it was, it it wasn't. It was just such a such a back and forward game. It was actually an, an entertaining watch, and you, you didn't know which way it was going to go. And and a couple of minutes after that, we almost get in front. Tommy has come on at this point at, at left back, which stabilized us a little bit and and he gets down the left-hand side he he does a lovely little bit of work cuts back crosses in Fabio Vieira smallest man on the pitch with uh with a header and it was a it was a good save by the goalkeeper it's it's not often you see Fabio Vieira winning them headers just yeah I think this is one of Vieira's best games um my biggest criticism of him has really been that uh he's on the periphery a lot uh you know he'll go long stretches without uh without really any involvement in the game he struggles to uh impose himself but uh tonight playing that uh you know like the Odegaard role the more attacking eight I guess uh he had some really some pretty solid chances to score he had some really lovely crosses as well um 
that one in the, I believe it was the first half where he found, uh, I can't remember who it was, found maybe Martinelli on the uh, the far post was really nice. Um, oh, the volley that got blocked. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just thought he, he had a pretty good performance, but I was, uh, I was shocked when I, uh, when I saw him hitting such a nice header. It's funny, I, I was working and uh, so I was watching the uh, the game and like uh, I have a small TV in my office and I uh, <laughs> like sitting further back, I can't even make out some of the kit numbers. Right. You know, especially these uh, these cup kits because they're they're fat lettered. Yeah. And uh, so I had no idea that was Vieira at first. And and then when it you know showed the highlight zoomed in on the player, I was like, wow, that was that was pretty good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it was. He's you know, I said smallest player on the pitch and he's winning that. And then then on comes Partey and. I think this is, you know, this is where Arteta wanted control. We we had no, this game in the second half, especially that first 20 minutes of the second half was end to end. There was no control. And I think at 2-2 with half an hour to go, Arteta just looked at it and went, you know what? We'll take this next week. And he brought on Partey and it completely shut the game down. We weren't, we weren't all over them. We weren't pinging in shots but they really got nothing either. In fact, the next real thing of note was in the last minute when Saka came inside like he did against Man United and jinked in a couple of players and he hit the shot, but this one was straight at the goalkeeper and not not into that far post. It was nice to see ESR with another little cameo. I thought he he looked uh, he looks a little bit better tonight. I thought that he did at the weekend, although, as uh, Monin Imran pointed out, he's still not really running at players like he was before. And I think, I wonder if there's a bit of a confidence issue there. Pass, can you see that sometimes when players come back after a long layoff, they have to trust their body as much as anything else? Yeah, yeah, they do, especially if it's a long-term injury. Um, I, we might see that. I think we saw that with Martinelli when he came back. We might see that with Jesus as well. Um, Don't it just say takes that. a little bit of time. We, we no, I know, I know. But I guess that's maybe why Arteta is taking his time with these things because I, I think you you have to let them just get that confidence back. And I think he's handling Smith Rowe the absolute right way to do it. Uh, give him these run, let him have it get acclimatized to playing again, and then. Uh, then hopefully we'll be seeing you know the best of him very very soon. But um, it, it is good that he's getting these chances to come on. I think he he's doing fine enough. Yeah, he's playing within himself. You can see that. Um, but the the, the minutes are, are crucial at this time. They are. Jazz, what did you make of the Martinelli through the middle experiment again? I mean, I don't think it's something that we're going to see long term. We are literally on our fourth centre forward at the minute because Jesus is out, now Eddie's out, then Trossard's out. So we've, it really is a case of knees must. Because I mean, you could even say fifth because I'm not sure he'd be in front of ESR for that position. But obviously, he's not ready to play. What did you think of it tonight? I thought he looked a little better than, than last game, but still uncomfortable. Um, he, you know, for being like a fourth or fifth choice striker, I think he does it admirably. Um, I don't have too many complaints from him. And I agree that he is, uh, I don't think he'll ever be, you know, tried there long-term if it, you know, wasn't for injuries, but, uh, but I, I think he's doing an okay job. The, the thing that, I found interesting. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed it as well, but there was um, kind of like how Martinelli was playing with uh, Trossard. It seemed like uh, Martinelli and Vieira were kind of swapping places a few times. Mm. Uh, especially late on. 
especially later on in the second yeah. half. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. There was a few times where uh, Vieira was the furthest forward. Um, and I, I think it's good that no matter who who's in there, you know, who's at that nine or who's at the, the wings, that we can still be fluid like that. I think that's a positive. Yeah, and I, I agree with you that, that I thought Vieira had, his, had probably his best game for us tonight. I thought he was actually really good. But the other player that impressed me again was was Reese. Um Pass. Yeah. He, he he looked pretty good, didn't he, out on that side? I don't think we got the ball to him early enough, but he he definitely looked good. Yeah, he did. He does, and he's direct. I like that about him. He's direct. He goes for. He tries to get the with the crossing early. He um he he gives um, defenders a little bit of a headache when he's on the ball. Um, he doesn't hesitate too much. Kind of maybe not as good, but similar in in respects to how he played against Bournemouth. In that he he just. Really, once you and, and I think you're right. I don't think they got the ball enough to him because the danger was there, especially at the very beginning of the match. He whipped in a great cross in, um, but um, yeah, I think again he's showing that uh, he definitely has something to offer for this team, especially uh, as someone for these particular games or coming on on sub appearances. Uh, he seems to have um, a real confidence about him, and it was nice to see. Tommy back playing well after the weekend where he, he didn't have his best game. But I, I thought he was actually excellent when he came on. I think Arteta wanted a little bit more structure and a little bit more stability because we weren't that worried about winning the game. We just didn't want to lose it. Just it's always nice when a player has a bad game and then comes back straight away and, and looks like he's right back on it. Yeah, I thought he was really good tonight. He shored up that uh, the left side really well. Like, like Pa said, uh, it was pretty open tonight until you know, Tommy Yasu and, and Gabriel came on and I thought he did really well. That uh that little move he had to beat the uh to beat the player and put in the cross for the Vieira header was really nice too. You don't uh maybe expect something like that from from Tommy Yasu, but I thought it was a, a nice move to create space and a good cross. Has anyone else got anything from uh, anything from the game tonight or do you wanna move on to Fulham? Um I I thought it was um I like you said, it was an exciting game. A bit too excited for my, exciting for my liking, considering what happened with Bournemouth. I need a bit of time to recover from uh, Arsenal games sometimes. Um, I, I would have preferred just a nil-nil. <laughs> but, um, but it was an exciting game. I'm, I'm pleased with the result, really, to be honest. I think we go into the sporting game. I, I think we have the... I know the headlines are going to be that we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, we do in that sense. But we're at home. We should be able to put this team away. Um, so as far as result, I think it's it's um, it's what I was expecting, to be honest. I just think um, maybe performance in terms of defensive side, we're going to have to shore up. So I would assume he's going to put us with the um, the traditional back four that we usually have in league games. Um, but um, but pleased with that. Pretty pleased. Yeah, I think we'd, we'd, we'd all echo that, right, Joss? Oh, what was that, Gav? Sorry. I said, I think we'd all echo that. We're pretty happy to get out there 2-2 and come back on Thursday to finish the job. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel really confident about it just being back at home. Um, I thought uh, Quatez had a pretty good defensive game for them. He's out. Marita's out as well with yellow card accumulation. Or, sorry, two mm-hmm. yellows. And then um, they do have a good midfielder coming back. Uh, Manuel uh, Ugartu, or Ugartu, sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um that is pretty dangerous. So that'll be one to keep an eye on in the uh, 
the home leg, but I, I feel, I feel good about it based on our performance tonight in the, the players that we can, you know, bring in to, to, uh, you know, steal it up a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully Eddie will be back for the weekend. Again, I've still heard no updates on Eddie at all. I know that it seems like Trossard won't make it. I heard two weeks, which would put him at next week. Jesus is obviously there was a lot of rumors that he was going to be on the bench tonight. It turns out he didn't actually travel to Portugal. So I would imagine Jesus is still a bit short, still saying the Palace game that we looked at is probably most likely. So it's probably going to be Martinelli up top again. I, I, I hope Eddie's back at least to, at least on the bench because we are a little bit short in them, them forward areas. ESR getting a few more minutes is a, is a good thing and that might help at the weekend. So on to the weekend before we play. Manchester City go to Crystal Palace. Now, I think a few months ago, we'd have all said, well, Paddy could do us a favour there. It could, you know, that might be a tricky one, but but just Palace of Palace are in dire form, aren't they? They're really not playing well. Yeah, they're really not. Um, I don't, I don't think uh, we're going to get any favours there, to be honest, unfortunately. Um, but you never know in the Prem. No, you don't. You you can hold out hope. I mean, teams do they do play above their station. Sometimes you play up to the opposition or play down to the opposition. So we can we can hope that. And obviously, you know, Paddy's going to be desperate to to get something there for his own sake because I think he's probably going to be under a little bit of pressure there with the the way it's been going for them. But they play Saturday night. We play Sunday morning. Pass is another one of them that we just got to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to. We got to win. Just going back to the Palace game, you know, Zaha's back, so hopefully a few dives he can get in the box, and maybe you know a few penalties 15, or something. Fifteen rolls, and yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that that would that would help. Um, but um, I think um, I think the game uh, for us is just a simple, just just get a win, whatever way we can. Um, I, I, Fulham are not easy, uh, but I think they're missing. Uh, Justin will know. Paulinho, uh, right? Yeah, is that yeah, how you say one. his name? Paulinho, yeah, he yeah. is probably their most dangerous player. Um, so he can cause problems um, for them. I know Mitrovic is there, but I think if we have our um, our head screwed on and uh, and our focus, uh, there shouldn't be any reason why we can't win that game. Um, none at all. I'm guessing there's going to be some focus on defensive corners after the last few weeks and the fact that they're a reasonably wow. big side with, with Mitrovic in there as well. Gabriel and Mitrovic are going to get into it. You know they are. So it's there's going to be some focus on the on the corners, I'm sure. There better be anyway after the way it's They're a better footballing team, though, than some of the others that we've played. I think they do play the ball on the ground. They're not too much on the long balls because I saw the Brentford game and actually Fulham play yeah. the better football. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so Brentford, that might are, Brentford are an awful team football-wise. I mean, the, yeah, the fucking Brentford not. underdog story is lovely, but they mm. are, to watch, they're an awful team. I mean, it literally is just lump the ball up. Fulham are not like that. 100% Fulham are like that. I'm just a bit worried with the, how shaky we've been from from corners recently with them being a big side. But it's a it's a big weekend. Every weekend now, the next 12 are all going to be all going to be big weekends. So let's mm. hope we can get something from get something from this game. Juz, you uh, you expecting um, expecting basically the same team roll out roll on? Yeah, uh, I think I think Tommy Asu's going to start. Um, I hate to you know uh, we basically only have uh, him <laughs> and Ben White as the, uh, <laughs> um, but I do I think Tommy Asu's going to start. I think uh, 
Ben White looked pretty knackered after tonight. And um, I think Tommy had a good game bouncing back, like we said. So I think he's he's almost guaranteed a start. Uh, but from there, you know, it'll just be, you know, watching our, our injuries. Is Eddie going to be back, you know? Um, yeah, it's that center forward position, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I expect to see Martinelli um, in the center forward, maybe at least one more game. Yeah, I, I do too. Pass you, uh, is that kind of how you're seeing it? Yeah, yeah, I don't see any other way, to be honest. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Martinelli in the middle, but um, I think it's the best option we have, to be honest, uh, considering what we do have available. I, like you said, I don't know if Eddie will be back. I doubt Trossard's back, so Jesus definitely won't be back. Uh, so it, it's the inevitable, uh, uh, I think, outcome. Yeah, and Fulham haven't got a ton of pace in that back line, so Martinelli up front. Maybe we can look in behind them a little bit more. Hopefully they'll come out and maybe leave a little bit of space over the top. We'll see. It's definitely it's definitely a game that we're, you know, we feel like we should win. It's definitely one of gives us a, a fantastic chance of of really, really kicking on because if we can uh if we can get another weekend ticked off and then we've got the home games of Palace and Leeds coming up, it's it's another one of them where win it and you're you know, these positions are it's fantastic. So, all right. Well, before we go, let's do the Who Am I, Paz. I hope you've uh, had your thinking cap on while we've been talking. I, I think I know. All I right. I think I go. know. Um, so, started with Servette, moved to Arsenal, where he played 64 times, Milan on loan, Everton on loan, moved to Fulham, where he played 57 times, finished up Valencia, Aston Villa, Grasshoppers, Rangers, Houston Dynamo, and Chiasso. Pass, who am I? Is it the irrepressible uh, Philip Senderos? Who have you got, Jazz? <laughs> yep, that was mine too, Senderos. Yep, you both got it. You nailed it. Well I, done. I, t- I was stuck on the 57 appearances because I thought he made more. Uh, I know when he played against Drogba, it felt like that was seven games gone by. But <laughs> when he, he was... Um, yes, Drogba's it, funny. But... Yeah, but I I thought I I didn't realize he only played fifty seven. I I was well, that, I was that was before he played, played sixty four but... for us. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, it did. It definitely felt like it was it was mad. When the thing that got me when I looked at this is that the sixty four appearances he made for us were the most of any club in his career. Like he, he only he only made like two hundred appearances. He started playing oh, fifty seven was uh, Fulham, right? Fulham, Fulham yeah. He paid fifty seven. My bad. Yeah, yeah and, so, and their, sorry, their league appearances that doesn't include the cups, but but still, he only made mm. like two hundred league appearances in his entire career. And he, I said, his debut for us, he must have been eighteen. And, and Senderos, uh, this ain't the Philip Senderos podcast, but. When we signed him, he was like one of the hottest prospects in Europe. Like everybody wanted him. Yeah. Both the Milan clubs wanted him. Juve wanted him. I think Real Madrid and Barcelona were looking at him. And we we really thought at that point, we thought, oh, we've got a gem of a player. And and, and then we saw him play. And uh, <laughs> he, he, he must have had a brother somewhere. That, that, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But, I was up. Uh, I was, was uh, he, 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 Sorry, I just, did you say something? Oh, go ahead now. No, he he was he was uh he was part of the Invincibles, wasn't he? Was he in the Invincibles team, or was that? I'm again confused with Sigan. Sigan, <laughs> Sigan played quite a few games. Oh, okay. But Sigan was, was a better player than, than he than he got credit for. But Senderots mm-hmm. reminded me. Senderots and Mustafi have got a lot in common in that they both yeah. played the ball instead of the, they both played the man instead of the ball, 
which got him in all sorts of problems. And, and that, that moron uh, uh, Spurs, Romero, he's he's another one who's in exactly the same boat. They're, they're All three of them are very similar players where they, they mm. play the man and not the ball. And it, it gets him in all sorts of problems. So anyway, well, that was it. So well done, guys. I'm I'm glad you both got that pass. I, I thought you'd get that in seconds. I didn't think you'd have to have a little bit of thinking time about that one. Yeah, but... I I I'd, I'd um I think Justin's much better with me with the more recent ones. If you go back to 1989, then I suddenly will know who that is. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm so... only I'm only doing them from the Herbert Chapman era from, from yeah. now on. You know, I was uh, yeah. I was shocked to see he he went to Houston uh, yeah. for Dynamo. I didn't yeah. I didn't even he was, know that he was awful at Houston. Really, really. <laughs> he actually scored. A, I think he actually scored an own goal and got sent off on his debut. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> so all right, lads. Well, we'll leave it there, and uh, I'll see you all next week when we recap the Fulham game. So good night. Uh, good night. Good night.